Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mike Malatesta. On this podcast, I dig in deep with every guest to get to the roots of their success, to discover not just how it happened, but why it matters. My mission is to expose the ideas and clues you need to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the How Did Happen podcast. I have another special and different episode for you about my book, Ownership. And joining me again are Richie Burke and Dave Will. Dave, Richie, thanks for joining me. Yeah, man. Great to be here. So today we're going to talk about uh, a chapter out of the second part of the book. Um, second part is called Grind, and this chapter is called Lost in the Valley. And Lost in the Valley is um, this thing I came up with where I, I call this this gap that I fell into, the uncertainty valley or the valley of uncertainty. I use both of those. And um, that play, that's a place I fell into after my partner, Butch, uh, passed away after being uh, se- severely burned in a fire at one of our plants. It actually happened on October the 5th. Uh, 2003. Today happens to be October the 6th or the 7th when we're recording this. So it's, it, it happened, you know, right around this time uh, a number of years ago, but still on my brain like, like it happened the other day. Um, but anyway, Butch was my, I started the business with him. He was the person who actually uh, came to me and said, you know, if you want to start a business, I want to be a partner with you. Uh, and he was just, you know, just a rock. He was the yin to my yang, you know, complementary skill sets, great personality. We could count on each other. We never had to worry whether the whether one of us was holding up our end of the bargain. And and, and when Butch died, um, it was kind of one of the what I thought was maybe the last sort of stake in in my heart. Uh, because it, it was devastating, um, and it also came on the heels of other things that happened that I thought were devastating along the way that I talk about in earlier chapters. So I got so I'm, I so I, I basically retreated to this place where I had no idea what I wanted to. I, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what I wanted to do. What I what I was thinking was that this is just over. I mean, yeah, we have a company with maybe we had 50 people at the time and 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 I I was really wanting to walk away from the whole thing um, I couldn't do that because of those people but I had no idea how I was going to lead people any further so I so I dumped myself into this valley and I I, I wandered around in there for a couple of years um, waiting like I had this stupid idea guys that I would wait there and someone would come along with their hand out, you know, and they would grab my arm and pull me out of there and then tell me everything was going to be okay and then show me how to do everything that I didn't know how to do and make my world perfect. Um, so it, it was a miserable place to be, but but uh, as I mentioned in the first episode, when I answered uh, one, of, one of Dave's questions, my first, the first special and different episode, um, you know, I thought I was entitled to something that I hadn't earned. And in fact, what I had gotten, I mean, you know, it's not like I earned Butch uh, dying in the in the fire, but what, but, but what had led me, what had, what had put me in the valley was basically uh, the system that I designed in my business and around myself um, that I thought would turn out differently, but it turned out exactly how uh, 
I how I caused it to be. So um, so the purpose in writing it is to let you know I I want to I want to share the story, but I also want to want people to know that you know it's okay if you end up in a valley or you end up in a gap or you end up in a place. It's inevitable, pretty much I think for most people, and it can feel horrible and it's a real turning point for you uh, as an entrepreneur like what are you going to do when you start feeling like that because the world you know some people will tell you the world will solve your problems for you but the world doesn't care about your problems um they'll help you but they don't care about your problems nobody's out to say oh put your you know let me give you that hand and pull you up out of there so um so it's a very difficult chapter for me to write um uh, but it was very a uh, real chapter because it was a point in my life where on the outside, uh, and we talked about this in the first special and different, you know, I was holding up, you know, I was, I was being, trying to be the person I was, but on the inside I was not, and there was no way I could be the person I wanted to be on the outside if I couldn't be the person I needed to be on the inside. So let me start with Dave. Dave, uh, what, what, what do you want to add to that having read the chapter? Well, first, I want to say that I'm sorry that you had to go through that experience. It's a very vulnerable uh, chapter, I'm sure, to write, and and you could feel it, um, which also makes part of what makes the book so good. I think is really opening yourself up to your audience, <clears throat> and and I do not think you need to go through that that level of um, loss to succeed. It's it's unfortunate you had to. Um, not to say there's a correlation. Um, having, the second thing I want to say is the, the so lost in the valley. The valley you're referring to from from the introduction is the uncertainty valley. And uh, what's really, really interesting to me is this is like, you ever hear the um, Dr. Seuss's book, Oh, The Places You'll Go? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Everybody's heard of Oh, The Places You'll Go. So basically, if you were, if Quentin Tarantino were to write Oh, The Places You'll Go, you've got this chapter. Like that to me, that's what it is. You got Quentin Tarantino's version of Dr. Seuss's "Oh, the Places We Go." Um, it, it's dark and awesome and um, heartfelt and emotional, and it's a it's a it's a very very good story with a great takeaway. So, one of the things that one of the takeaways, I have a couple of takeaways in this chapter. One is the crisis mode. Um, when you said there was insurance, I mean, so this this huge event happens in the company, and then there was insurance, OSHA, workman's workman's comp. What would happen to our record and our rates, and uh, would this all uh, what would this all cost, and do we have enough money to handle it? So instant crisis mode, right? Which yeah. is a it, it's not a normal part of operations. But it's something that you better be prepared for in your back pocket, even though you don't know what that crisis is going to be. For me, uh, my company was hacked uh, long before we really even knew what hacking was back in 2009 in terms of of a small business. Like we all heard of TJ Maxx getting hacked, but like why would a small business get hacked? So we were hacked and it was a massive crisis for us that distracted me for six months. And so um, I think the whole concept of going into crisis mode is really, really interesting. 
my other takeaway from this chapter was later in the chapter, you talk about uh, the business. I'm quoting something you wrote here. The business wasn't a startup anymore. It had changed and I had not. I, it was growing up and I wasn't. I still treated it like it was a baby and it still needed me. Blah, blah, blah. So you go on here. Um, so the what this opened up to me, the interesting thing here. Oh, and then later you're like, I was unwilling to do the work that needed to be done. So what's interesting to me here is, our businesses evolve and go through these stages. And as the entrepreneur, you got to figure out or be guided down what your role is in the organization. So you talk about wearing your pager on your underwear to bed. Um, my, And I think you know that that wasn't your role anymore in the company yeah. <laughs> to do that. Uh, and that's what that that was a massive conflict that you were dealing with. Um, but what's interesting is I don't think you even really knew what needed to be done or how to change. So you were lost in the valley, right? Like you you didn't have your Sherpa to get up Everest. And uh, so that was that was interesting. So to me, the big takeaway there is what what you needed more than anything else was a guide. Uh, you needed um, Dr. Seuss to hold your hand a little bit. Right. So hopefully not Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, that could have turned out even worse. Um, I, I, I'm really glad you brought that up, Dave, because I, as, I was, as I was writing that and thinking, yeah, I need a guide or I need, some, I need a handout is what I really was thinking. I really wasn't smart enough to think about guide at the time. But when I was thinking about the title for the book, uh, and it was a really great collaborative process with this with this um, great lady at at Scribe to sort of go through this. But that's how we came up with the shift. And like, if you look at the book cover, which I you know, I don't have a book handy right um, now. It's right over your shoulder. It. Yeah. Uh, the the shift part is like it's 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 moving to one side, almost as if it's being dragged. And that's where kind of the this whole idea. Uh, solidified into the, the name ownership because I was at a spot where I needed to shift. I didn't need to pivot. I didn't need to get into a new business. The business was doing okay. But me as a leader and as an entrepreneur, I needed to shift because I didn't know how to handle this growing. And problem. yeah, you needed to shift and you didn't know how to. You right. knew you needed to change something, but you didn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Great. We all get into those situations in life, whether it's personal and our relationships with our spouse or, or with our kids or with our business or, or with our garden outside. You know, it's like, you, you know, there's something I got to do. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Richie. Yeah, just to piggyback off what Dave said and what you guys are talking about, it's like the company starts at one point and then the company evolves and you really need to evolve with it and the people do too. And yeah, it's your job to do that. And sometimes the people who got you to one point definitely aren't going to get you to the next level and just evolving the organization as a whole. And you guys know that better than I do. Um, one of the main notes I took down and Dave, you brought this up as well, but just the uh, 10 years of having a pager attached to you. I've, I've never had a pager, but I've, you know, had my iPhone right here and I know what that's like just having that attached to me 24 seven and that takes a toll. And I think when you start a company and it's your baby, you get so used to that. And there's definitely times in startup mode where, yeah, you need to pull a late night or you need to answer that 1030 phone call from a customer, whatever that might be. But in 99, 95% of cases, that's 
just very unnecessary in most ways. And I think letting go of some of that stuff is, is obviously important and necessary because yeah, we talked about mental health a little bit in that, that first and that intro chapter, but that's a tough way to way to go through life and usually isn't very necessary as well. Yeah. I wish I were a lot smarter about that. I think I could have, I may not have kept myself out of there, but, but out of the Valley, but um, it, you know, it brings to me, a lesson that I learned from a guy uh, after this, after I was in the Valley where, you know, he told me that, um, and I mentioned this earlier about, you know, designing a system, you get what you ask for in life. So for me, I was asking customers and employees and team members, like call me anytime you want, page me anytime, 24 seven, I'll be available for you. And all they were doing was exactly what I asked them to do. And for a while, I got energy out of it because I'm like, yeah, you know, they need me, right? And then, and then after a while, I think I write it in the book. I wanted to take that page and <laughs> run it over with my truck because I hated that thing after a while. But instead of doing something differently, I just continued to get, they just continued to do exactly what I asked for, what they thought I wanted. And I think that's a good lesson for, for all of us. You know, you, you do get what you ask for as an entrepreneur most of the time or a lot of the time and if you want it changed just ask for something different and people will normally do things differently the way you want them people want to please right most people want to please they want to do what's right yeah. for the business and, and then I, I think the one other main takeaway that um i know you both have gone through and hopefully it doesn't take someone passing away and that's you know terrible that you had to go through that and what happened to butch but just crisis mode usually a lot of times when you hit a bottom it just causes you to take a lot of action and make a change for the better a lot of people sometimes have to hit crisis mode or a rock bottom to actually make a change and it seems like you hit that point and turned it you know i, I wouldn't say into a full positive obviously you wish which was still there but you know making the most out of that situation that you were in yeah definitely and by sharing my experience i want to help more uh, you know, people reading the book and entrepreneurs that coming behind me say, get it, don't get into that valley. You know, do not get into that valley. There's ways to avoid getting into the valley. And, and later in the book, I talk about how to, how to do that or how, for me at least, how to do that, how, how I was able to do that. And yeah, you want to stay out of there. But, um, and, and I want people to understand that you, you, you get, uh, you often get what exactly what you asked for, maybe not in the exact way you asked for it, but it, it figures out a way to manifest itself, um, the way you, you asked for it. And so just ask for something different. So guys, thank you so much for joining me to talk about, uh, chapter 18, Lost in the Valley from part two of the ownership book, Grind is part two. You can find the book on Amazon or anywhere you get books, or you can also get it on my website at MikeMalatesta.com. Richie Burke, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, Steve sir. Will, thank you for joining me as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the How Did It Happen podcast, where we believe that success doesn't happen unless you make it happen. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. And while you're there, please rate it and leave a comment as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show, ideas for future guests, or whatever you'd like to share. And of course, you can always find me 
at MikeMalatesta.com. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to the How Did Happen podcast.